I take my shirt off. Work all day, hustle and pray. Got nowhere to go, got to catch my shirt. My plant tissue, my plant tissue, my plant tissue. Ah, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shirtless Plantain Show, the Manchester United edition. Uh, just coach here this week. Um, United beat Luton. Um, Kenan Wolf Road <laughs> is is hell. It's genuine, genuine, genuine hell. Um, so yeah, United beat them, and that's pretty much all that matters to the vast majority of people. You know, with Maynard's best interests at heart, I'd assume. But it wasn't for for pretty for pretty watching in my opinion um but yeah getting your three points getting out of um Kenilworth Road is is priority for for most teams with any sort of serious ambition because again they're a promoted sides um but again we'll get into the into the balance of play and whatnot but the main thing is United won um you know I could easily sit here and just do results-based analysis but you already know that's that's not what I'm about <laughs> um, but yeah so look, United pretty much lined up with the exact same for um exact same eleven as as last week. Luke Shaw was past was past fit, um, but uh, yeah, it it wasn't plain sailing. Although it started incredibly in- better than you could ever than you could probably ever hope that that, that it would. Um, but yeah, they United took the lead. I think to my account, thirty six or thirty seven seconds in. Um, Hoyland again, he's just something else. United have one with him. Um, of of all of United signings, I want to say probably. It's going back a very long time. Of all of United signings, I want to say since Pogba, potentially. I want to say this. He's the one that's probably just almost. Stuck out straight away and said, "Yeah, immediate upgrade, immediate top quality, immediately into the first team. You need him to play. Simple as. Um, he's that. He's that good. And at 21, I think he's he's ready to be United's main man and main striker. A lot of people talking about United still need another striker that's a bit older, that's probably better than Hoyland. That you know he can learn off. I hear all of that, but sometimes when you're good, you're just good. And Hoyland is is that guy. You know, he who have no problem scoring goals for United." A lot of goals, I would say as well. Um, Rooney, watch out for that record. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You never, know, you never know that. You really never know. Um, but yeah, uh, he's opened the scoring after a mistake um, from from Bell, I believe. Um, and yeah, you know, didn't really look like any sort of concern for United, other than the fact that between. Sambi Lokonga, and this is probably a theme for this for this pod, for the first half of the pod at least anyway. Between Lokonga and Barkley, um, they had total control of midfield. That like, total and utter control of midfield. Um not much Casemiro and Aminu could do to to combat, you know, a lot of Barkley's um, you know, ball carrying and, and pass selection and a lot and Sambi's industry and also, you know, just good technical work in midfield as well. Um, it was a good battle, though, especially between between Maynard and 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 Barkley. Um, I love to see the contrast of players um, 
playing styles as well. You know, both lack the ball at their feet, both lack to carry as well, but they do it in, you know, to me, at least to my eyes, um, in varying ways. I think um, Ross Barkley is incredibly subtle for his, for his build and for his height and whatnot, but then... Um, Manu is, is I feel like is a lot more intentional with with some of his moves as well, um, but yeah, uh, that was that was a good battle throughout the throughout the throughout the day. Um, but yeah, United um, have this and Ten Hag I want to say have this way of playing now where they really want to they want to bring back the glory days of yeah you know you can you can have all your jabs jabs or whatever but we'll just hit you with knockout punches. Whenever we get the ball, um, and before you knew it, <laughs> United got their second goal. You know, within I think was it eight or nine minutes, I think, and they're two up Hoyland again. And it was a fantastic finish where Garnacho's hit a volley from a corner, um, and it's coming towards uh, Hoyland, and he just essentially just turned his chest and hit it to the far corner. In complete and utterly intentional, one of the best goals of the season, I think, um, and it was just great. Um, we've seen it before. Um, Players, you know, scoring those types of goals. Famously, Milan used to do that from free kicks as well with Perlo standing over them. Um, but yeah, it was a great, it was, it was a great goal. And seemingly, it seems as if United, you know, could you know could run away with this, you know, be, even before the thirty minute mark. And then, Kenilworth Road essentially just came for you as it comes to everybody. Um, every every one of the top teams that that have been there, you know, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, they've all come out there. They haven't gone there unscathed. I, I know, obviously, Arsenal and, and City won there and, and Liverpool drew there kind of thing. But Arsenal needed a last-minute winner and City had to wait very late to get their goal as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not an easy place to come to. And I think United defended were defending relatively well initially and then all of a sudden, a problem I've mentioned before, United and Spaces... And defending big spaces just became an issue. Luton had so much time and space, and we're hit, and we're you know we're quite direct of it. You know the running power of of Barkley, of Barkley, Ogbeni, Doughty, Lukonga as well, Morris, Chong, all of them. They were so they were so happy to attack space, and you know Bruno runs a lot, but he's not good running back to his own goal. He just doesn't have the athleticism to deal with those types of players. Casemiro is just has been a yard short, half a yard short, I want to say, most of the season. Um, he's picked up a booking um, relatively early. Probably should have went off as well, actually, I think. But the referee, the referee let him get away. One can't be too mad at that, but it is what it is. But they just couldn't deal with the running power of them. Maino, to be fair to him, only looked, looked like the only one that whenever United did win the ball back, he wanted to actually make something happen that wasn't going at 100 miles per hour. It was a bit more measured. But I do feel like the, the message from Ten Hag is we're going to make this an end-to-end game but it's just like you don't you don't in the Premier League you never want to make it end-to-end game it doesn't matter how bad the team is in the Premier League if you make it end-to-end game with a Premier League team you're going to get hurt um, and before you know it Luton were back in the game um, you know a twist and turn twist and shot should I say from from Chong and it's looped up in the air and, and Morris has got ahead of him and people complaining about Onana oh, I don't feel like that's much on Onana um, I just feel like it, it is ways you can't really blame anybody there and now it's now it's a game. Now it's a game. You know, both teams know they can hurt each other now, and yeah, it's it's too. If I'm a United fan, the game was too back and forth. That was the main thing. The game was too back and forth, and it seems as if Ten Hag was just like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll have it that way. And you can easily, you can know, you know, I'm not gonna bore you guys with like 
uh, you know, in-depth stats, whatnot. But easily, you can you can tell by watching the game. You can, I'm sure you can find the pass maps as well. All three of United's midfielders, and in, and then on top of that, Onana, they were just hitting... They were going vertical super early every time. I mean, it makes sense. The front three, you know, probably arguably maybe the fastest front three in the Premier League, maybe, I want to say. Um, it makes sense, obviously, because Luton obviously were on the aggressive side and they were spacing behind. But United were doing it with almost so much reckless abandonment that I was almost, it almost just pissed me off. And I didn't, I couldn't, you know, care less about United's fortunes per se, but it was almost like just from a, a neutral point of view, don't you want to take care of the ball a bit more? Luton are not as good as you, but yet you're making, you're, you're, you've made it an even playing field by playing this way. Um, with that being said, United did create very good chances, um, first and second off, but it, was, it wasn't it was controlled. And every time United looked like they can score, Luton also looked like they can score as well. Luton, unfortunately, do not do not have um, anyone capable of playing a final ball. They just they just don't. Um, they got into so many good positions in and around the box, and the final pass just lacked every every single time. Um, and when it did, you know, between Evans was great in the air, but between Evans um, and Varane, like you know, Maguire went off, but you know. They headed the ball out. It it fall to one of United's front three or even Bruno, and one pass and they're in, they're in. Um, United were incredibly wasteful, but at the same time you could also look at the flip side and say, well, Luton were incredibly wasteful as well. Because say one of those crosses finds a player player in space and it does go into the back end. And now it's at two two. Now are you going to keep on inviting Luton on that as an even game, or are you going to or are you going to try to actually quell the tide? You know, it's one of those games where. These margins could easily you had easily you know turn it into from a good day to a very very pardon me pardon me pardon me sorry um a very bad day, and that's so and that to me is a concern. There's no top team in the history of football, even the great United sides, that it, that played this way every week, and got results. They just didn't. You know, United of old would essentially control this game, invite the pressure, but not let them actually get anywhere. And the moment they want, they win the ball, they're able to find the likes of Ronaldo and Giggs and whatnot and Rooney and whatnot on the counter-attack. That's fine, cool. But United were happily, happily letting Luton have the ball in dangerous areas. It just, I don't feel as if the plan was executed to the level that Ten Hag wanted, basically. But even then, the plan itself, I feel like, is in, incredibly incredibly flawed, especially with a player like Kobe Maynard on the pitch. Like, end-to-end games, I feel like, don't suit someone like him. Um, but, yeah, um, I suppose on to the second half. United picked up four bookings today. Shaw went off, Maguire went off, Casemiro went off as well, and obviously Maynard got booked as well. But all three of those players all went off, and they're all on the same side of the pitch. They're all on the left side of the pitch. And also, guess who else is on the left side of the pitch? It's Rashford as well. Um, and to me, that says that says a couple of things. Um, Rashford doesn't have the responsibility to track back. Um, you know, depending on what sort of persuasion you are, you know, you, you have a lack of it, you love it. I feel like in a modern game, I don't particularly, I'm not a fan of it, but I do feel as if you do have to track back, unfortunately. And I feel like with Rashford tracking back a bit more, some of those yellows could have been avoided. Um but it is what it is. You know, Hoyland has stressed, uh, not Hoyland, sorry, Ten Hag has stressed countless times, countless, countless times that he wants to be the best transition team in the world. You can't really be, you can't really be that in my opinion if, um, if your, your two wingers and Kerry Cross wingers are always, you know, tracking back, especially with the way United invite pressure. They're going to be, there's not going to be any, 
energy left for all the track for all the tracking back if they if they have to run in opposite direction again basically with the way United defend it's poss- it's sustainable if United change their approach but it is what it is um, but yeah that was just one observation that I that I noticed um, but yeah United look created really really good chances in the second half excellent chances in the second half to be honest Garnacho Bruno Sambi made like a great a great clearance um what do you call it i think i saw i saw gone actually playing up trying to play a ball to johnny evans after you on the ball like on the counter um i know i'm definitely forgetting oh mark special had a great shot of his left foot as well after he shots back in as well um but yeah there's loads of chance for united on the counter but then Luton also created so many good situations as well i mean if we're looking at the stats here like <laughs> Luton. i mean united i think had 21 shots yeah they had 21 shots nine on target Luton had 22 shots, four on target. This is what we're talking about, the final action. Luton easily could have scored more than one goal today. Same way United could have, but it could have been any score. You know, that's that's not what you want. You need to have some sort of, even if it's not control, some level of dominance where it's just like, okay, even if we're going to be wasteful, we have to dominate our box. We have to dominate, we have to dominate um, the spaces that they, that they want to play in. And United just, just weren't doing that. Um, but yeah, I think... Because it's a win and, you know, there isn't really much to go into because, again, United are, are unchanged and this is, it seems, until there's going to be another major injury, hopefully there isn't, this is where United are going to play. Right? There isn't really, really much more we can go into here. But fortunately, you guys have asked some fantastic questions, which I will get through now. Uh, so, the first question... Uh, it's from our friend Susanna21. He's been on the pod before. She'll be back soon. And was asked, essentially... Um, well, she's well, she's stated something. Then I've asked her to ask the question, basically. But um, she said, Ten Hag's body language is very different from the language of the pre- of the pressers. Um, I think he's gone in the summer. So I'll speculate on that first. He potentially may be gone. Especially with I- um, Anios obviously coming in now. Um, they may have their own idea of who they want to take United forward, but he did mention in the week that, you know, he welcomes a sporting director or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I know that was a sticking point for him, um, the, I suppose, before he joined United, especially with Ragnick and whatnot. Um, and then she asked, do we think he stays? Um, I couldn't tell you. I I see him going, I see him staying. It's it's a weird, it's a weird one. Um, but with all the money that he's invested kind of thing United getting another manager and having to spend even more money again for the new manager's players I don't know about that um, and then Darth Pele Darth underscore Pele has asked didn't get to see the full match but it seemed another second half of wastefulness that luckily didn't cost us today Ten Hag seems fine with this approach too again not another question it's not a question should I say but it is what it is anyway yeah I said you know I've said I think he's I think he's okay with this. He wants he wants United to kill teams in transition. The only issue is United don't have the quality to keep teams out to suck to soak up pressure. They don't. They don't. It'd be different if they did. It'd be different if you had Carvalho, John Terry, Paulo Ferreira, and Isaiah De Horno in defence. Do you know what I mean? It'd be different because then you'd have the you definitely have the the, the pace power. You know the aerial superiority and all those kind of things to deal with to deal with those threats, but you don't. You know, so yeah. S double O has asked Mason Mount has to take some of Bruno's minutes. Um, 
when he's healthy, thoughts. I don't know he does. Because availability is the best ability. And unfortunately for United, we United fans that don't like Bruno, Bruno's always fit. So, and he's a captain as well. Um, a braver coach absolutely dro- drops Bruno. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. A different coach with different with different philosophy absolutely drops Bruno and potentially looks at, you know, replacing him, to be honest. But for what United have currently right now, I can't see that happening. And it probably shouldn't, to be fair. You'd, you probably, you really destabilise the team by doing that. Even though I personally wouldn't, in a month of Sundays, wouldn't ever have Bruno in my in my first 11. Probably not even in my squad, to be honest. But for what United are doing, he has to play. That's just the bottom line. He, he has to play. Um, but yeah, you know, if Mount proves to be fit and stay fit, they probably play together. Some games he probably plays over Bruno, but Bruno is still the main man in United's midfield, you know, a main man for United overall, um, you know, after Rashford. Um, MWXSMXQ has asked, because Ten Hag is a liar, who do you think Man United should hire in the summer if Sir Jim is hiring the best available? Realistic choice, dream choice. Oh, Look, man, I'm not United fans. I have no dream choice. I would love for you to hire Mourinho again. That would be my dream choice. How about that? I'd love for you to to um, to, to hire Mourinho. But if we're talking realistic, probably, funnily enough, probably someone like Deserby. Deserby would would absolutely love to. I can imagine he'd love to manage a big club, and he he wouldn't he would not turn down United. Um, if United went with him, I don't think that's beyond United's capabilities of getting Deserby for sure. Um, but I tell you what, if not him, um, look, Luis Enrique might not, might not last at PSG. Luis Enrique, I think, would actually be a good appointment and realistic as well. To be fair, I think he'd be a good appointment for United. He's he's philosophy as well. He likes athletic players. He likes a physical approach, and he also likes to have some semblance of control in midfield as well. So that'd be a good appointment, I think. Um. Hibachi Boy has asked United are targeting Ashworth and Sam Jewell. Smart, smart recruitment for United there. So who's the manager next year? Potter or Deserby? <laughs> um, neither. To be honest. I, I do think overall, I do think, I do think um, Ten Hag stays. I, I really do. The more I think about it. Um, Sean A861034 has asked, can we still sack Ten Hag even if we make top four? I mean, strange things have happened. Um, but again, I, I'm not sure. Look, United... The, okay, put it. It's one of the reasons why I think Poch has lasted so long is the fact that they can't sack him for FFP reasons. And I think United are are probably... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, um, they're towing the line as well with that as well. So I don't think they they sack him now, especially because then the payout is, you know, probably going to be a bit more. Um, Nisus Jackson, with a K, has asked, why do United fans turn on players so fast, some in different form, and we're ready to pounce? Well, your form's actually been great. You know, you won five on the bounce. Um, but, I'd say, change your wording from United fans and football fans. Football fans are just like that in general. In general. You have some of the smartest, most thoughtful people in the world turn into absolute chimps at 3pm on a Saturday afternoon or whatever time you're reading in that you're watching the football in but yeah 
that's just football fans in general. Um, yeah, it's it, it it is what it is, you know. <laughs> P six has asked, considering Shaw's fitness record and Dallo and Wan-Bissaka improving, shouldn't signing left back be a higher priority than right back? What left backs would you consider? Um, boy, I still think Luke Shaw is one of the best in the land anyway. Um, but if we're talking, if we're talking um, left backs that could be available, that are good buyers, oof. Um, look, there's a lot out there. I think. Do you know what? Actually, I think if we're looking just in in Europe, I think the obvious answer is someone like Grimaldo, you know, but I personally want to sign him because he seems more of like a win-back anyway. But look, Balde, you know, you, from Barcelona, he's 20 years old, he's quick as hell, good height as well. He There's no reason why, like, United couldn't look at someone like him um, for sure, especially, especially with you know, where United are going with their with their future as well. The front three, you know, the oldest player in the front three is twenty six years old. Um Balde seems would seem would I think would be a, a would be a good buy. I think actually he'd be he'd be someone that I'd look at for United. Um yeah. Uh Sings Sinus, I shall say, with a one, um <laughs> has asked where's Ahmad? Good question, bro. I couldn't tell you. He's probably in Ten Hag's basement, but again, he's another player that deserves a lot of minutes for sure. Um, but with the way United's attack is set up, I still think he's probably better suited coming off the bench because he's a great, great player genuinely, but he's not got the burning, searing pace of the three that are playing right now. Um, Real Golden Bears asked, what does Ten Hag do during the week? Okay, so here's what I think he does during the week. I think... Um, he wakes up, he shines his head, then has some breakfast, shines his head again, brushes his teeth, shines his head, has a shower, gets ready, gets to his car, gets in his car, shines his head again before he starts his engine, gets his gets to training, gets Carrington, asks one of the dinner ladies there to shine his head for him again, and then he sets out the cones, shines his head one more time, and then the players turn up and Steve McLaren takes the training session while Ten Hag shines his head. That's what I think he does. Um, Sir Chevy has asked, when does Ahmad get minutes? Bro, I couldn't tell you. I will say that he needs to be getting minutes before Anthony for sure. Um... And I believe we have one more question from Optimizer FPL. Who should be the next United manager? God, guys, you guys really hate Ten Hag more than me. <laughs> and I hate the fact he brings up Arsenal so much. <laughs> Man, look. <sighs> look. He's not going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, if United back him in the summer, he'll get closer to the final version of, of what I think he wants. But I don't think he should be playing this style with these players anyway. He should play some sort of iteration of it, but I feel like it's suicide for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, this has been the United pod. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. Some changes are coming. 
Um, some changes I think you guys will be happy with. Um, but yeah, I can't say too much. Um, but yeah, exciting times ahead. But yeah, uh, I've been Coach. And I guess I'll see you soon. Peace. Ha! I take my shirt off. Work all day. Hustle and pray. Got nowhere to go. Got to catch my shirt. My platinum shirt. My platinum shirt. My platinum shirt. Ah. Platinum, platinum.